Welcome everyone to Backpass with Russ. I hope you are well wherever you are listening in to us. For this episode onwards, we're trying to do something different and that is having a bridge from the past to the present. And I've got a co-host now that will do the bridging. It's our resident young man, Kelvin. Hello, Kelvin. How are you? Hi, good morning, Russ. I'm doing well. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for the experience and I can't wait to get started, man. How does it feel to be part of Backpass with Russ? The legendary Backpass with Russ. <laughs> fun times, man. Fun times. But I'm a bit different. I can do Backpass, Sidepass, Frontpass, you know, any kind of pass. But really, really excited to be here. Um, you know, thank you for having me on this show. All right. Let's introduce our guest today. He's one of the biggest names and iconic figures of Malaysian and Singaporean football in the 1990s. My personal favorite in local football, Mr. Abbasad. Hi Abbas, how are you doing? Good morning, thank you, Rice. I'm I'm good, and uh, Kelvin, uh, uh, welcome, Kelvin, and good luck on your first episode. <laughs> thank uh, you, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. You know, uh, very uh, very blessed to, have, to to be around with you guys. I don't usually uh, hang around with uh, uh, back passes, but uh, <laughs> with your back pass, I'll definitely be <laughs> I'll be around for today for sure. <laughs> All right, cool. I mean, you know, the back pass was such a big thing in the 90s where people mm. used to run down the clock with passing back to the goalkeeper oh. and he used to gather it with his hands. Yep. Yeah, so you played in that era. So yeah, yeah. we'll start from that era. So we're going to start with our segment one by looking back at the past. Abbas, first question for you. Did you watch much football on TV when you were growing up? Uh, no, we didn't. We had either black and white small TV. I grew up in uh, Beirut, uh, Lebanon, mm-hmm. uh, until the age of eight. Before I migrated to to Australia, at the age of uh, nine, uh, no, there wasn't many TVs around. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, in, in those days, but uh, whatever TV we could find, whenever there was football games, especially international games, that's what we uh, we watched mostly. Uh, we used to play just in the streets, off the cuffs, uh, pretty much what what goes on in uh, in the third some of the world third world countries and uh, not so uh, advanced countries uh, around the world. And that's where you find probably uh, the best players in the world uh, come from. You know the Ronaldinho's and Ronaldo's and Messi's and and the list goes on. So yeah, look. Football was uh, was uh, our first and last uh, love, and that's all we we knew when we were kids, and that's that's the game that we played. All right. Do you have any favorite clubs? Have you developed any interest or love for any specific clubs? Uh, you mean uh, at the moment? Since uh, then, since then, since your childhood uh, onwards. Yeah. Look, I I've always been fond of great football. I I, I love the technical game. I love the you know the technical players. Obviously, Maradona was one of my probably. My my favorite idol. Uh, I had three big big international idols. Uh, I love basketball. Michael Jordan was one. Mm. Uh, the great the, the late Muhammad Ali, uh, the boxer. Who I named my son after him, and of course Maradona. But and then uh, you know as the years go, you admire the players that came in and and uh, and left. Uh, Marco van Basten was my favorite striker growing up, mm. and you know and then obviously Zidane's era come in there. I, I love those kind of players. These are, you know, Ronaldinho, Rivaldo. These are the kind of uh, technical players that I really enjoyed watching. And of course, AC Milan. Lo- who didn't love AC Milan uh, in the in the 80s there with Gullit and Van Basten and 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 you know and the list goes on. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And then uh, you look into the Premier League. Uh, I used to love, you know, I'm a Southampton fan. Uh, Matt, Matt Letizio was my favourite player. Matt Letizio, the Saints. Yeah, the Saints. So, uh, yeah, look, I, I, I don't really, I just enjoy football. Barcelona, I enjoyed. Arsenal, I, I enjoyed in that era, the 90s. It's just the football that you play. Liverpool in the last few years, Man City now. And mm-hmm. football for me is is the winner. Uh, not big on just if you ask me one club, I'll tell you Southampton. England. I've got a soft spot for them. That's about right. All right. That's a very unique club to support as well. Not very well supported in this part of the world. No. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned about uh, international football earlier. So what's your mm. best memory of an international tournament? Oh, uh, I've only cried one time in a, in a tournament. That was in 1982 when Brazil, I was a, I'm a big Brazil fan. And that Brazilian team was just the best Brazilian team I think ever assembled, to be honest with you. And how they lost to Italy, Italy knocked them out. I remember in the semi-final, Italy went on to beat Germany in the, in the final. Uh, I was in tears uh, when they lost because uh, Socrates, uh, uh, you had uh, Junio, you had, uh, oh God, my favourite player who's up front, uh, uh, you had Careca. There were so many great players in Alamal. Falcao, right? Yeah, Falcao, Alamal you had there. And of course, Zico, the great Zico. But uh, somehow they managed to beat themselves, actually. They can attack and score goals, but they forgot how to defend. And Paolo Rossi, how can you forget, scored a hat-trick, I think, uh, that game to knock them out. Yeah, probably that's probably uh, the tournament that a fond tournament that I really enjoyed. The, the football was just brilliant. Uh, the goals in in the '82 tournament was superb, and of course, then the tournament after that. If you're talking about an individual performance, the greatest individual performance I don't think anybody will ever, uh, you know, uh, go by again is uh, Maradona's performance in the '86 World Cup to win Argentina to win that World Cup with. <laughs> the players that he had around him. And you tell me, apart from probably Maradona and uh, uh, probably, you know, maybe one, one or two others, uh, I, nobody knew those players. And just a single-handedly, Maradona won that World Cup in 86. Yeah, true, true. That, those, I mean, was those it the one that quite... the hand of God? Was it the one? What, was it that's the, the one. That's, that's the, the one. one. The hand that's of God. The and, the legendary and, hand of God. And probably the greatest individual <laughs> Ever against England, yeah, it's the same. A hand of the same game, the greatest yeah. goal ever, and <laughs> the shortiest goal ever. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, probably won't see that again. No, not, not in today's world with the VAR no. around. No, yeah, way. that's right. That's right. VAR is just killing everything at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, by the time you came to the nineties, you were already a professional footballer by then. So, mm. were there any international footballers at that time that you tried learning off by watching them play? Yeah, I mean, that was, uh, you know, the Ronaldo's just coming in there, uh, you know, Rivaldo's. Uh, you had, obviously, uh, uh, you had uh, uh, players from, from England. I, I, I used to like uh, Brian Robson, who was one of my favourite, and John Barnes, uh, mm. just just the, the, the way he played. That's from the EPL. Yeah. Uh, but then there was, there, there was a lot of good players. In the 90s, there was a lot of, lot of fantastic yeah. footballers. Uh, in the 90s and the, and the list goes on. Yeah, I did. I did. I, 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 pl- I was professional at 16 and a half. I played first team football. So I was very young when I got plucked out of the juniors and straight into seniors. Mm. And, you know, I represented my country at 18, uh, played for Australia at 18. And then, you know, 
and then went and played in a, in a World Cup, Youth World Cup in Chile in 87. I was only, yeah, I was only 18, just before the age of 18. That, that was a big eye-opener for me, uh, to play against the best junior players in, in, in the world, you know what I mean? And that was, uh, that was a big, big uh, eye-opener for me. Yugoslavia won that tournament. Uh, and I'll, uh-huh. I'll give you the list of Yugoslavia. Who was in Yugoslavia? You had Boban, Prosneski. Uh, you had uh, Stimac. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, you had uh, you had Robert Yani. Uh, you had uh, uh, who's the other? Mihailovic. Uh, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Oh God. And 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 the list uh, goes on. Uh, that was superb. And they were in our group. They smashed us actually three 0 in the, in our group. <laughs> And they went on to be still, still respectable. That's not smashing. Oh, I well, if you saw the game, I played <laughs> as a number 10, I played in midfield. I think I touched the ball about five times in the 90 minutes. Uh, we just couldn't get the ball off them. They were unbelievable. And then they had Davo Shuka, if you remember, he played yeah. for Real Madrid. So did Boban for AC Milan. And the list goes on. He scored, he scored the hat trick against us, Davo Shuka. And mm. straight after the tournament, they had the contract. Boban went to AC Milan. Shuka went to Real Madrid and the list, you know, they all got big, big contracts. And uh, myself and the rest of us, we went back to bloody Australia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those names, that was a glorious Yugoslavia era, oh, right? Oh, oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable yeah. team. Unbelievable team. And then he came up to 98. We had the Croatian team, which had members of mm. this team as well. That's that, right. Uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, and Prozeski there. Yeah. Yeah. It's all a big what if, if you know, that Yugoslavia team had stuck together. If, if, if it's not for political reasons that they had the breakup. Mm. Yeah. We would I, never know. I, I think, yeah, I think they would have done. I think they could have. Uh, if any team in Europe who were going to topple the South Americans, it was that Yugoslavia team. Yeah. If, if the, they all stay together as one. Of course, we all know, you know, it went to Macedonia, to Croatia, to Montenegro. They went everywhere. But yeah, it was, there were some great players in the 90s from the Balkans, yeah, for sure. Yeah, true. I, and I agree with you as well. In the 90s, we had so many good options, good, so many good players to watch as well. Yep. Uh, it was, the list is endless, we should say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I love the 90s. Yeah, me too. That's why we have the show. <laughs> <laughs> so you spend the 90s in the Malaysian League with Singapore, Johor mm. and then back to Singapore so which were the toughest defenders you faced in that time? Toughest defenders uh, oh god I remember Dimitri Kalkanov if you remember him the big bad they played for Slangor big Bulgarian he used to just excuse my French he used to just kick the shit out of me I think yeah, the coaches used to just tell him to go out there and uh, and put me away and he was six foot three full of muscles and and you know and it's not much of me uh he was one uh odigon uh, adigon uh, uh, the adigon. the kedar the big yeah. nigerian yeah uh, but he was a gentle giant but when he wanted to give you one oh god yeah yeah uh he was uh he was he was solid uh alan davidson at pahang uh yeah. that great australian player yeah. he was he was very good and then you had Gunalan actually uh, from Slangor. Very yeah. good. Kay Gunalan, very, very good player. Big, strong, but technically read the game very well. Those probably four guys really stood out uh, for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was, yeah, there were some wonderful players in the, in the 90s. Uh, most of the states had some really good foreign players then. Yeah. So moving on to that, uh, from that, sorry, your biggest disappointment in the Malaysian League? 
Oh, losing the Malaysia Cup finals. Uh, the two finals I lost uh, with Singapore were very disappointing. Uh, look, 1990 was my first year. So I came here. Uh, the team was struggling. I think I joined the team in round four, I remember. Uh, uh, they weren't doing so well. They weren't, they weren't doing well. I think they had a draw and three losses. Sorry? Who were your teammates? Oh, did uh, Deveraj, Abdullah Noor, D. Tukajan, Terry Patmanathan, Sudhiat Dali, uh, Hasnim Harun. What a player yeah. he was. Hasnim he was Harun, one of my yeah. favorite players, one of the best uh, Singapore players that I played with. Uh, Yaya Madon, mm. and, 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 the, and the list goes on. And the list goes on. Uh, there's uh, some, some really good players uh, in that 90. We went all the way uh, to the final. Not, no, one, no one predicted that. Uh, I think myself and uh, I think Alice Edwards at the time we we you know we scored a lot of goals. I think we finished first and second in the Golden Boot then. Uh, I think by just the goal difference and uh, just losing that final to Kedar, uh was very disappointing, and that was one disappointment. And then '93, well, the so-called dream team dream in everybody team. <laughs> in everybody's eyes. Well, you know when you got Sundram, Fundy, Malik. Uh, and the list goes on. You got the whole national team, plus myself and uh, and Jen Jung, uh, and Ellis Edwards good, as well, uh, uh, and Ellis Edwards, of course. Yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty solid team. And again, again, Kedar just outsmarted us uh, on on the night. And this, that's what happens in, in in cup finals because it's a one off game. Yeah, you've got to turn up. If you don't turn up, it doesn't matter who you play against. You're going to be second best and. And it happened on the, uh, on the, what do you call it, in the, in the final uh, in 94, you know, when we won that 94, that, that, was, that, was, in, that, that was important. So, uh, yeah, look, you, you, you win some and you lose some, but those two were definitely disappointments for me. Yeah, indeed. 93 was also a big disappointment for me. Was, I was actually watching it in KL in a relative's place and, oh. you know, all, all my cousins were, of course, against Singapore. I was the only one supporting Singapore and... Uh, very, very disappointing to see Singapore lose that. But uh, yeah, then we made up for it a year after. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So moving on, your three most talented teammates in your time in the Malaysian League. Oh, well, I think it's, I mean, two of them picked themselves, I suppose. Uh, uh, Fandi and Syndrome, uh, you know, they were, you know, they were, I think, a class above everybody else uh, uh, individually. Uh, then. For third, it could be anybody, you know. But you know, I I, I loved Hasnim. Hasnim was a fabulous footballer, all-round footballer. Malik Awab was a, a, a brilliant uh, footballer, all-round footballer. Uh, he was a team player and everything. Uh, yeah, I think those those four stand out for me. Uh, you know, uh, it's not to say the others were great. You look at defenders, probably Kadir, Kadir, and the late Borhan Abu Sama. Mm. Uh, they were that they were fantastic. You, you add probably Sudiet Dali to that. Sudiet was <laughs> a bit of an enforcer, but uh, he can't play when he wanted to. Midfield, you had Nazri, Nazri, close with Malik and 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 Hasnim. Definitely Nazri Nasir up there. Uh, he was he was fabulous actually. He had a, a really big big run with the national team. And as as for strikers in my time, yeah, look, Fundy Fundy stood out. There, there wasn't many good strikers, I think, around apart from Fundy. 
during my time. I'm not saying they were bad, but not to that elite, you know, not elite. Yeah, yeah. Fundy and Syndrome sort of stood out. They were, they were, they, they were heads and shoulders uh, individually. The the best two players I played with probably Singapore. What about Irvin Boban at Johor? He was the best. He was the best striker I played with. He was unbelievable. He was fabulous. Uh, uh, big fan of Boban. He'll make definitely my uh, first eleven uh, of uh, foreigners that 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 played uh, in the Malaysia Cup during uh, during my time. He was probably the the best uh, foreign striker you know at the time there. Yeah, top top player. Uh, Nasir Yusuf, if you guys remember him, mm. we used to call him the professor because he was that bloody good, you know. Uh, we won that 91. We won the double with Johor. Yeah. Uh, we had Khalid Chadan and Nasir Yusuf in the midfield, and myself, Boban, and Alistair, and the late uh, Anwar Abu Bakr mm. up front. Uh, we scored goals for fun. We ha- we didn't have any much of a defense. We can see two, but we knew we'd score five or six. We were that good going forward. Uh, that was a good team. I really, really enjoyed that Johor '91 team. We played unbelievable football. I think we we averaged almost three and a half goals a game, and that's the kind of football I think fans wanted to see. You know, we were yeah. real entertainers. You must Very be playing similar. football for fun then. Uh, we did. Look, yeah. we loved the game. We played for the love of the game. You know, it's different now. I think. I think it's just all about money. How much money you're getting? <laughs> how much contract money? We didn't. We didn't care much. What was what was given to us, we we took and we just went out there and played with with you know with a smile and and the love of the game. And uh, I think the camaraderie between the players and the teams was different. You could see that. You know, I'm not saying that there's not passion here anymore. I'm sure there is passion, but I, I don't know. I haven't seen that passion that we used to have sort of uh, affiliated with maybe. Uh, these days, but uh, definitely, definitely, the passion was unbelievable in those days. Yeah, true. Uh, that '91 final was also the first ever Malaysia Cup final I watched. But for some strange reason, I always thought you were playing because I kept hearing your names. That's how I became your fan. But it was only later when I was listening to the Bola Bola show where you appeared on that that I realized that you actually was wasn't playing. You were suspended in that match. Yeah, so. I was very naughty. <laughs> I, uh, in the semi-finals, uh, we beat KL at home. Actually, at Larkham, we beat them three uh, nil or three mm. one. I scored all three goals, and I got myself sent off in the 85th minute. I, I, I punched or I, I hit, I hit one of the defenders. I retaliated, mm. and it was a, it was a it's silliest thing, you know, regretful thing. I felt really bad. Uh, yes, I helped my team get to the final, and I was a top goal scorer for my goal in the Golden Boot that year, also. So, uh, and nobody gave us a chance because I was suspended. Yeah, against yeah. Slango in that final, mm. and Evan Boban steps up and scores a hat trick. And uh, no, I wasn't the first foreigner to score a hat trick uh, in the Malaysia Cup. It was Evan Boban. He scored in '91 a hat trick. I scored in '94. Mm. Uh, I was the second foreigner to score a hat trick. But uh, Boban's uh, performance. And the team's performance was unbelievable. We really shocked uh, Slango. They just didn't—they just didn't know how to deal with us without my absence. I think they just took it too easy, thinking that because I wasn't playing, that the final was already won. Mm. All right. Were there any other teams that you wanted to play for besides, of course, you played for Singapore and Johor? Were there any no. offers that really no. fancy? Oh, I had—I had big offers from. Uh, from Kedah, from Slango, from Negri Simbalan. Yeah, I had offers from all, you know, from all the states uh, uh, every year. But uh, yeah, look, 
uh, when I went to Johor, I was sort of I was forced out actually to to, to mm. go to Johor. Uh, yeah. With my situation with the coaching staff, then mm. uh, went to Johor, and I think uh, Singapore. When I went to Johor, we won a double. Singapore got relegated, so uh, there was <laughs> obviously something was missing. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then I I ended up because I signed a two year contract. I stayed with Johor for the two years, and then uh, I wanted to, to play with my mates, and uh, obviously Fundy and Malik were one of my closest friends, and that was still at KL. They decided yeah. to come back to Singapore. And actually, I was about to sign with uh, Negri Simbalan, and they changed my mind. They told, "Let's play together." And uh, yeah, Singapore came back and uh, offered me the contract. I was after what happened. I was really, uh, yeah, I was very, very unhappy the the situation how things happened. But a new ma- new manager came in. Patrick Ang came in. The new management came in. Uh, uh, Pian Sivaji came in and, you know, I love Sivaji. We're still good friends, a great guy. And so is Patrick, a, you know, a big mentor to us. So that was the difference. Uh, the, you know, I got the phone call from them with uh, Fundy and Malik and uh, decided to come back for unfinished business. So <laughs> losing the Malaysia Cup was unfinished. And of course, for the, for the fans. I mean, I, I never forget the fans. I've been, they've been unbelievable until today. You know, 53 years old. And even until today, the fans are still, uh, you know, loving and, and and wonderful towards me. Yeah, I'm I'm actually half Malaysian, so Negeri Sembilan is my state, so you could oh, have gone it? there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I felt bad because I had agreed to go. Luckily, I didn't sign the contract. I had the contract in my hand, uh, but then I wanted to, you know, I wanted to uh, to play with my my best mates and you know, Fandi and uh, Malik at the time, and. Uh, yeah, look, I'm glad I did. Things went well, and uh, that's the most important thing. Okay, what's the best moment of your career? Best moment uh, playing for your country is uh, is is a special moment. Uh, you're making your first grade debut, your first game is a special moment. Scoring your first goal is a special moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, winning your first final. Uh, which I did uh, with uh, Sydney Olympic. We won the grand final and I got the MVP of the grand final. Uh, that's a special moment. And of course, uh, you know, winning uh, the Malaysia Cup uh, for uh, for Johor, that 93, you know, winning the golden boot and, and, and winning the Malaysia Cup was a special moment for me. And of course, the 94, uh, winning the double for Singapore, uh, scoring, you know, almost... 30 goals that year and uh, scoring a hat-trick in the final, being, you know, man the match in the final, again, MVP. And, but most importantly is winning. Winning, winning a trophy is, is the most important. Look, the individual accolades are great individually, but my game is not an individual sport. It's not tennis or golf. Yeah. It's a team sport, and that's what counts for me is winning trophies. We play to win. I did. I played to win. I, second best for me is not good enough. And... That's the attitude, I think, the teams that I played for. I won at Sydney City. Every team I played with in my career would have been champions. At Sydney City, at Sydney Olympic, at Sydney United, Johor and Singapore. These are my five teams I played for in my career and were champions. And uh, that is, for me, special. Uh, and to be, like, top goal scorer for each team in every year that I played for, that's also special. So you, you, you have your individual rewards, but winning it for for that for the team and the fans is more rewarding all right cool my last question in this segment 
Did you pick up any Malay in your time in Singapore and Malaysia? Oh yeah, here and there, here and there. I, oh, I did. I did understand a little bit during my time because, but then when you when you leave and you you don't talk, you don't hear it. It just goes away, you know. So uh, bits and pieces, but it was easy for me because everybody spoke English uh, around me, and of course, Singapore is first language is pretty much English. Mm. Uh, I know the Malay boys like Fundy and all these guys. Their English wasn't great. Uh, I probably ha- I probably had to teach them more uh, of, the, <laughs> of the English language, but that was, of course, that was, that was you know. How were you communicating then? Like uh, no, no, but they they were right. It wasn't the English wasn't great, but of course uh, the English improved over time. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, look, it was no problem. It was more of a problem in, in Johor. Yeah, uh, get, getting the, you know, getting the guys to come in there and understand. And sometimes I'd swear. Swear to someone when I'm angry, you know, with something, and he still give you a smile. And I'm going to myself, I don't think, I don't think he's got an idea what I'm saying. I mean, thank God for that. But no, uh, the players in Johor were, were wonderful, beautiful, beautiful guys. Uh, you know, we're still friends until today, like uh, like the Singapore brothers. You know, that '93, '94 team, we're still very, very close until today, and that's what makes it special: the friendship that you make over the years. Uh, wherever you go, that is a special. That's probably the most special thing that you take being a professional footballer is the friendship that that continues until today. All right, fantastic, Abbas. It's been really engaging and uh, informative for all of us. We've you know brought back down the memory lanes speaking to you. Right now, we have ended segment one. Grab something to drink. We're gonna take a break for a while, and we're coming back. We're going to bridge from the past to the present with our man, Kelvin Singh. The last time someone scored a hat-trick in the Malaysia Cup final was in 1991 when Urban Bobard scored a hat-trick for Johor. Abbasad missed that final because of a suspension. And this time, he is just soaking in and enjoying himself all the way. Oh man, thank you. Thank you, Abbas. Really, really an eye-opener, what you mentioned earlier. Uh, just a fun fact, in the 90s, I was just in single digits, man. 93, <laughs> I was three years old. 94, four years old. Um, wow. I, I think my first game I actually went to watch was uh, in National Stadium. I think I was eight years old. My dad brought me in. That was really an eye-opener for me, you know, massive crowds, you know, and uh, really changed my life. And, uh, you know, I really, really liked uh, football after, you know. Uh, but that was 98, I think, was my first time I actually watched a football game. 98. Yeah, yeah, the football scene was still good. I think uh, the SPL started in 98, did it? That is right. That is right. Uh, 97, 97. Was it? Something yeah. like that. My, yeah. I remember my team was Marine Castle, if you remember. I remember oh, yeah, yeah. I remember Marine Castle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. There were some, some funny names, actually, during the... Oh, well, you had Woodlands, you had Marine Castle, you had, uh, I think, Tiambaru also was uh, yeah, in, in the league, something like that. Tiambaru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I played for Taiwit. Tywit, yeah, yeah, Tywit, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called that was uh, the local team. We had to ninety three. We had to play for a <laughs> for a local for a, a team in the in the in the league. Uh, all the national players picked players. Uh, you know, picked a team. Some went to Gelang. Some we, and Tywit was one of them. So I played for them. So I was. It was <laughs> funny. Right, yeah. I remember them. Yeah, yeah, Tywit. Yeah. That's that's interesting. That's interesting. I gotta Google them later on, yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Anyways, uh, Abbas, 
bridge to the present, you know, um, first things first, man. Messy, messy, messy. What about it, man? How What's your feeling? The world's been buzzing last week about the messy transfer. What do you think of his transfer to PSG? Yeah, it, it was. It has been very messy for Barcelona, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, and now he's... Uh, He's gone. I mean, who who would have thought? Who would have thought? Uh, I, honestly, I never thought he'd ever leave uh, Barca. But to be forced out of Barca, yeah, that's 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 unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I think they're still crying until today. The Barca fans. I know they won this morning four two their first game, but uh, yeah, look, uh, they won't win a trophy without him. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, probably the greatest player uh, alongside Diego Maradona for me. Uh, Wow, I mean, uh, uh, kudos to uh, to PSG. What a lineup they've got now! If they can't if they can't win the first of all the the, the French league, uh, and then win, well, really, what they really want is a Champions League. That's something they haven't won. And you got now you've got Neymar, Messi, and Mbappe up front. You look at the midfield. You got Wijnaldum. You got Verratti, uh, Di Maria. Uh, Paredes uh, and 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 the, and, the, and the list goes on. You know what I mean? Uh, look so at Ramos the back. back. Yeah, you got some very good players. That's right. That's right. So crazy. So back to back to Singaporean football. Um, what do you think? You know, after playing all the good times, you know, Malaysia Cup, you know, and um, the start of the S League, you were the pioneer of the S League, um, the SPL. Um, what do you think of our local league right now? What's happening? What do you think about it? I feel. I really feel sorry for the players. I think I think we're all waiting for 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 the SPL to take off. Uh, Russ mentioned I think it started in '97. Yeah. Uh, I think the early the early uh, or that late '90s to early 2000, it, it wasn't a bad league. There was some really good players, some really very good players came. Some I remember there's some of the Iranian internationals who came in there. Uh, you had some really good Australian players come in there. There's some. Wow, some really fantastic players from the Balkans, Croatian, Serbians, Bosnians uh, that came in there and uh, made the league very, very enjoyable, you know, obviously with some of the uh, attractive African players also in the league. Uh, it wasn't bad. It was, it, the league was very good. Uh, I think there was fanfare, not huge, huge fanfare. We're not talking about Malaysia Cup fanfare, but at least there was, there was interest in the league. But we all, everybody waited for, for that league to take off even higher. But it's just it went up, boom, and it just crashed. You know what I mean? And this is what's 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 left at the moment. And I know they they want to restructure the league again, uh, hopefully next year or the year after. I don't know when, but there's talk of it. Uh, yeah, look, it's it, it is disappointing. It's very disappointing for the players because the players don't deserve this. Uh, I think the fans that deserve this, I think we need a strong league. Singapore has to have a strong league to have a strong national team. It's very, very simple. And it's got to grow. It has to grow and it has to improve. I mean, so a slight correction. Yeah. S League started in 96. So okay, that's factually right. Mm. I, I watched the league after two years then. 98 I came. Oh my God. There you go. Yeah, I, was, there you go. I was 12 oh years God. old in 96. <laughs> Abbas, wow. you're, you're right, Abbas. Um, you know, I, I personally watch the Singapore games and uh, there are a bunch of talented footballers there playing oh, yeah. football. Yeah, they're really, really talented, but it's just not clicking for them for a strange reason. Is it mentality-wise or what is it fitness-wise? What is happening? I think it's just it's that's the league. I think the lack of uh, competition. I think uh, the lack of really good competition. 
the lack of games. We don't play. They don't play enough games. Uh, uh, yeah, look in the in the in the late nineties and early two thousand, some very very good players. You know, the Shah uh, Alam Shahs. You had uh, Indra Shadan. You got Karol Amri, who's still knocking in goals. He knocked two against my team weekend, no? on the, yeah on the weekend two against uh, my team Gelang, uh, <laughs> our team Gelang, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Bahaki, Kaizan, you look at Sharalisha, who's one of my favourite player, you know, all-time players here. Uh, this is some Harris Harun. Very... Sorry? Harris Harun. Yeah, of course, Harris. But Harris is still playing. I'm just saying of the okay. some of the, 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 you know, the past greats. But, yeah, of course, Sharal and uh, Amri are still playing. And, of course, Harris is, uh, is the face of... Uh, of, of Singapore football, you know, a uh, big fan of Harris also. You got young Gabriel Quack, Faris Rumley. There's some really good players, local players. I got Amy Reka from my team at Gelang, who I think is a fabulous uh, uh, player. And, and you, of course, you got Fundy's uh, two boys, Irfan and Iksan, and you got young Ilhan coming up there, who, uh, who, who I think, well, personally, I think is going to be the best out of the lot. <laughs> uh, let's hope he proves me wrong. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and, 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 and the list goes on. Yes, there is some talented players, but we need more. We need more games, uh, and uh, the, the competition has to be uh, stronger, and I think uh, these players will grow and develop to be better players for the national team. I really hope so. I really hope so. I was actually looking forward. I think Singapore had their... Um, had, a, had a vision of goal 2010, if you if you remember. Yes, goal yeah, they did. I think they they're meant did. to get to the World Cup or something like that. Well, it was 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Not 2010, it was 2020. I still remember it. It was 2020. 2020 yeah, maybe. Uh, what year are we in now? <laughs> 2021, <laughs> are we? Yeah, look, it's probably 2030 now. I think that's what their vision's got to be now. They have to. they got to... They've got to plan for 2030. They've got to give themselves at least 10 years. Japanese, the J-League, that's what they did. Uh, you look at the, the I-League is now in India. India's improved their ISL. national team. The ISL on the back of great, good foreign players. And that's what we need. We need better foreign players. It's all about money. It's corporate. Get all the corporate, the big companies here in Singapore. We've got the richest uh, companies in, in, in the world in the, in, 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 the, in the city. So come out with the money, back, back these clubs, maybe... Uh, you know, invite another two or three more clubs and make it a 10 to 12 team competition. Uh, and yeah, let money talks. End of the day, money talks. Look at Lion City Sailors and, and kudos to them. They're, 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 they're on the right track. Look at Johor, uh, JDT, what they did in Malaysia. They're on the right track. Everybody has to follow. I know it's, I know it's hard and it's really unfair sometimes. They're buying the best players and you're left with whatever. But I think, you know, the road ahead has to be brighter. And I really wish all these corporate companies will come in and sponsor these teams and make this league one of the best league in Southeast Asia. Just like what, look, if Malaysia can do it with what they got and they're improving and they're doing a fabulous job, Thailand's improved, the Indonesian league has improved, every league around us, Southeast Asia has improved except for our league. So it's about time I think we get it going. Well said, man. Well said. Um, speaking about Lion City, it looks like they're assembling like a Galactico squad, yeah, in the S League. Yeah, look, Harris has just come in. I spoke about Faris and Gabriel Quack, you know. They're all there. Two, 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 yeah, two, two, two of my really favourite players I like watching. I just, uh, yeah. and yeah, the young players, I think they've got some good young players. Uh, 
let's not forget. I mean, us at Gelang, we got we got like about five or six very good players, uh, local players. Uh, you look at Tampines, have got some good uh, local players also. I'm not I'm not putting the foreigners in here, and yeah, every team has got four or five talented players. But then you need more. You need more local players. You need more more talent in those teams. We need you know more players to 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 come through to make the league. Uh, larger, I'm talking about team-wise, is there enough players to have 10 teams or 12 teams? I mean, let's not forget, Albrecht's not part of the, the Singapore League. So you take them out, then you've only got what? You've got seven, you've got seven teams, right? The Young Lions, are just the, they're the development uh, team. Same with them. For me, get the best players uh, out of those juniors and give them to, uh, to other teams, maybe, you know what I mean? And, or you can make another team. Maybe SAF come come in the national service. If you're those good players for two years again to SAF, why don't you make a team at SAF with those it's players amazing. and bring foreigners? And the police, the same thing. What we had before, I think it was Home United, the police team, correct? Yeah. Uh, so same thing. So bring in home, bring the police team, bring in the you know uh, the make army team, make it a bigger league. And those players, instead of just serving and not playing for two years, three years, they'll be involved in the competition. 100%. They're not missing out. They are not missing out. And then, of course, you've got to pay money for good foreigners to come in. You yeah. want people to come in. I know Singaporeans will love to watch games. If the quality is there, they'll pay anything to come and watch. So yes. give, them, give them something to, to cheer like they did in the 90s or 80s or 70s you know, during those Malaysia Cup days. Yeah, actually, Home United has been uh, bought over by someone, Thank by you. Forrest Lee, and that's where Lion City Sailors is right now. Okay. Well, yeah. they can still make another team. Yeah, that's they true. They can still make but another team. Say, which is very true. You know, those uh, SAF, they go, in, they go in for two years. Yeah. They can play full time and it makes a lot of sense, you see. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you bring foreigners in there with you. Yeah, you make it, you make it interesting, you know. Uh, and uh, they've got to do that. They've got to do that. It's really... It's really unfair on these players when they go to national service. We've had players in Gelang, you know, who's going to national service. So you miss out on your best under, under what, eight, 19 or 20-year-olds and they go missing for two years. It's not easy to, to, not to play football and train professionally for two years and all of a sudden come back and make yeah. a career out of it, you know. So why miss out? Get them involved. They can still serve the nation and they can still train full-time and play in the competition. So it's a, it's like a, it's like a coffee, three in one. And my favorite coffee, three in one. <laughs> so you can do all that and still and still be happy. Coffee or copy? <laughs> yes, both, both. <laughs> Both, yeah, that's good. That's good. Abbas, uh, I, you mentioned earlier that um, you, you know you are taking a license. You're going to get into coaching, yeah. and you're involved in the Geelong setup. How different is it uh, with the management with players these days? How back in your day? I mean, I think Sir Alex Ferguson, if he's going to manage the bunch of players these days, is going to you know it's going to be a mismatch. Uh, how different is it the management styles? Well, obviously, they are more and more professional now. They've got everything. They've got the sports science behind them. There's more coaches and players now. You look at the benches. So you've got special coach, special goalkeeper coach, special defenders coach, special midfield coach, special strikers coach, uh, psychologist. You've got two doctors. You've got five, six physios. You've got a masseur. Hey, I wish I had all that. I'll tell you what. I'll live, I would have played to 100, you know what I mean? I, I would have been fit. 
We had nothing. We had one physio who's a masseur, physio, strapper, you name it. You know what I mean? Uh, the coach was the coach. No, you know, I had an assistant coach here and there, and he had a team manager. Now they got five team managers, and oh God knows. Uh, look, everything is there for them. They can only they can only improve. Uh, management wise, yes, I'm doing my my pro license, my diploma pro license. Yeah, it's it's all about man management. Uh, end of the day, as a, as a as a manager or a coach, is for you, uh, obviously, uh, you know, to, to have your philosophy, how you want to play your vision and philosophy, how you want to play with your team, how you want your players to play. It's all about not only technical, but it's more tactical uh, these days. You know, with the sports science, the players are fitter, stronger. And uh, most, uh, most importantly is the, is the man management, how you manage players. Uh, you know, every player has diff- got a different mind. So you've got to know your pros and cons and how to handle these players and uh, make sure the group is in sync. You know what I mean? And uh, you're follow them on Instagram, you're follow them on TikTok. Hey, you're gonna follow them on your Instagram page. Oh, yeah, look, I'm not a big, yeah, those, those uh, social media just uh, absolutely sometimes <laughs> it kills it. Uh, I'm not, I'm not big on that. Uh, look at us, I mean, people still talk about us and loud us, and we had no social media or nothing, it was just <laughs> on our performance. What you see is what you get. But now, oh, God, uh, all sorts of things happen with this. So imagine we had social media in those days. Oh, my God. I mean, uh, I don't know what I would have done. You know, I don't know if I would have lasted until, would have played until 37. <laughs> I think my career would have been over at 23, I reckon. <laughs> would have got myself in trouble somehow along the line. But, uh, no, nah, look, uh, the pressure, yeah, look, there's, there's pressures everywhere. There's pressure during my time. I knew there's tremendous amount of pressure on me as a foreigner because they expected me to be three times better than the local players and the performance had to be three times better and like nine and a half out of ten every game and that's fair enough but now there is pressures but they got everything they got everything they should they should they should be loving i'd love to turn back time and go back to 17 or 18 and start my career again and uh yeah and the money and the money they're receiving is just ridiculous at the moment. You know what I mean? I mean, in one year, it's what, what I probably got in eight years. You know, <laughs> so it's ridiculous what uh, what they're on now. Yeah. Abbas, can I just uh, ask you uh, for a quick one for our Malaysian sure. uh, listeners? Mm. Uh, what's your take on Malaysian football right now? Malaysian football is 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 growing. Uh, I think it's 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 better. And obviously, I spoke about uh, uh, what JDT has done. You know, more professionalism and, 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 and you name it. And, and what a great squad, you know. And not only they performed well in their, in their local league, mm. they've gone over to Asia and they've won the AFC Cup and they've performed really well in the Champions League. So they're, they're, they're a club on the up. Uh, then obviously teams like Slangor are starting to improve. Yeah. Uh, Kuala, it's good to see Kuala Lumpur back in the, in the, in, in yeah, the folds yeah. there. You know, I used to love KL uh, during those days. I know Fundy and Malik played for them, and that was that was the top team in the in the yeah. late '80s, in the early '90s. There, Shabby used to play for them as yeah, well. Yeah, Kedar. That's right. Kedar's uh, Kedar's still very consistent. They're, they're probably the most consistent team going there. Your team, Negri Similan, were champions. Uh, your state, sorry, and your team, they were champions for for a few years in the in the in the 2000. I'm not sure, 2010. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 11, yeah. And then you got the East Coast teams who have been a little bit of a letdown, Sarat and Sabah, but they're they're starting to get their act together. No, 
I think Malaysian football will be on the up. Tringano uh, is picking up as well. Yeah, Tringano is picking up. Tringano won a few Malaysia Cup in in, in, the, in the middle of 2000s there, and uh, it's been it's been good. I think uh, MSL is definitely improving and getting better and better all the time. Uh, and they pay money to the foreigners. There's some very good foreign players who who play in the Malaysian Super League, and the locals have improved and Malaysia as a whole. Has improved. You look at their performances in World Cup of uh, uh, obviously qualifications and ends in the Sea Games. Uh, they've been very, very good. So uh, yeah, kudos to Malaysia. Uh, things are really, really growing for them. All right, Galwin. That's good. But I really got to give credits to the Malaysian fans. You know, when I, I went there, watched, uh, I followed the Lions 12 once, and I went to watch the Lions 12 game. And you got to give credit to the Malaysian fans. Absolutely wonderful fans. Wow, I went to the World Cup qualifier oh, 2000 uh, before COVID hit uh, when I was working for Astro. I was mm. I was in uh, uh, 2000 it would have been 2017 I think. Yeah. And it was thoughts, a World yeah. Cup qualifier so I did some commentary there. I went to a few games but the game that stuck in me was uh, Malaysia and Indonesia. Oh. Uh, game. I think it was yeah. 2017. Oh my god, you should have seen it. I mean, me yeah, I'll played, and I played 90 thousand in the world cup in the world youth cup in chile i played uh, when we played chile i think it was about ninety thousand in the stadium there i played obviously 90 95 90, at shah alam i played like 70 80 000 at national stadium but that atmosphere at the <laughs> national at uh Bukit Jalil was just unbelievable the ultras the malaysian ultras have got to be one of the best supporters in world football. It was unbelievable. And I was just sat in silent. I'm going, oh, my God. They don't wish I'm out there now. You know what I mean? As, as, yeah. as good as the time that I've had, and I've had some wonderful time, huge crowds, that atmosphere was second to none. Yeah, Very I remember nice. that. I miss those days, actually. <laughs> mm. Yeah, we, so all miss, we all miss those crowds. <laughs> yeah, we miss the crowd. I can't wait for, you know, hopefully everything gets back to normal and yeah. then everybody can appreciate. And now I think, in fact, everybody should appreciate going back to the stadium, you know. Yeah. Uh, just to go back to the stadium, feel the game, feel the atmosphere. I think it's more about appreciating it and, you know, and people should be happy to go forward now to go and watch the games. I hope so. I really do. I really hope more supporters come in and, and, and uh, follow the SPL, support the SPL teams and... Yeah, look, I, I know it's it's they're disappointed maybe with with a lot of things, but you shouldn't stop the support. If you love football, then you got to support your you know your local teams. That's important. It's the same with the MSL in in Malaysia. Uh, when when uh, when the fans do come back, I know in Malaysia they really love their their their, their states and they they really support their states, and that's what I'd like to see here. You know, people come and watch Galang if you're a Galang supporter. Come and do that if you're a Lion City supporter, if you're a Ballester supporter, whatever it is. So, but we need more people come in there and and grow. You know, the numbers have got to grow, and hopefully, uh, that the the competition will grow. And I'm hoping next year and the year after will be two crucial years, I think, to make the game better and the competition larger, and uh, you know, better for the fans to come in and start supporting. Yeah, I think with you, with you training the Geelong strikers, I think they should be hitting good form soon. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, they're scoring goals. We are scoring goals, but we've got to stop conceding goals. I think we've got to start <laughs> defending. We've got to defend a, a little bit better. 
But yeah, look, no, nah, no. Nah. With Yellow, we are improving. We're a club, uh, uh, I think, and they're very ambitious and that's fantastic. And I, I think all the clubs are, uh, have to be ambitious and uh, they want to be bigger and stronger and they want to win uh, the title. And that's, you don't want to be in the competition just to be part of the competition. Like I said to you, when I played, I played to win. I want to win the biggest trophy. And that's, and that's, that's what uh, the players... Uh, that's the incentive the players want, but not only the players. I think the club as a whole, they've got to be ambitious, you know. They've got, they want to win the big trophy. And uh, that's where I think the corporate money have to come in and start improving things. And uh, I'm really, really hopeful that, uh, you know, there's going to be a turnaround, a 360 turnaround when it comes to that and make the league a lot stronger. Very similar to what we've had in Australia. Look at our A-League in Australia. It started... And look at it now. I think it's it's flying. It's just gotten better and better and better. And of course, on the back, our national team. We've gone out to three World Cups in a row. We know, you know where we didn't have a, we didn't get to a World Cup since '74. It took us I don't know yeah. almost 40 years to, to to do that to do so. So it's a great achievement. And that's what that's what Singapore football have to. Uh, Strive for that's not really the word uh, I think to, to use. They've got to be very, very ambitious in that in that standard. Hundred percent. Okay, last question for you, Abbas. Um, so, what's next for you? What's what's in the pipeline? What are you looking to do other than your coaching? What, what's in the pipeline for you? Well, obviously, I'd like to to, to coach. Uh, uh, you know, uh, in this part of the world, if if possible, if it's it's Singapore, if it's Malaysia, if it's Thailand, if it's in the Middle East, whatever it is. Uh, after acquire, hopefully my uh, my pro license, I I could do so. Uh, that's the requirements uh, at the moment to to, to coach at the the top leagues, uh, you know, and or maybe go back to Australia and and do the same thing. So uh, yeah, I'd like to be more involved in the game uh, as a coach, uh, as a developer, you know, as a technical director. In that sense, I think yeah, look, my experience and my credentials uh, speak for themselves and uh, it can only be a big plus to whoever's going to hire me I think in the, in, in the future and uh, yeah hopefully that's that's what's what's ahead uh, I just want to enjoy the game uh, closer I want to be closer to the game I did the punditry for 10 years I enjoyed it sitting in the studio and uh, making comments and make it look easy from the studio but when you're under pressure I, wanna, I, I miss the pressure I miss the, I miss the adrenaline being part of that team environment and the pressures of, of the team. And that's, that's, that's what I thrive on. I thrive on that. And that's what I want to be part of. Fun times, fun times. All the best then, Abbas. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kelvin. Good job, mate. Thank you so much. All right, Abbas. One last <laughs> yeah. question, actually, from me. It's All a right. personal question. I've heard this yeah. quite a few times that people have mentioned that I look a bit like you. <laughs> uh, you're, much, you're, you're much better looking. I'm gonna moment. I'm <laughs> gonna pull out a picture here. Yeah. I'm just gonna share with you. Oh god, Let here you go. Yeah. Tell me, tell me. Do you see oh, the oh, difference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I see, if, you put, I see. if you put the beard on me, yeah. Oh my god, that is uh, <laughs> that's uh I'll tell you what year that is. I remember that year. That was in the Australian team. That was in this uh, under under 20 World Cup team. So that would have been in 1987, that picture. So that, I don't know, what does that make me? 87, 13, oh, 33, 34, and uh, 34, that make, yeah, 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 34, 35. That would make me about, yeah, yeah, correct. Seven, 18 years old, yeah, 17, 18 years old. I would have been 18 years old there. 
Yeah, so when I was 18, I looked like this <laughs> without <Yeah>. the beard. <laughs> yeah. hey, Kelvin used to see Raz, me at that time. I, I, wish, I wish I still looked like this. It's <laughs> 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 my hair. Yeah, oh, but my... you can call Russ, man. If you, if you need oh, anything, just call Russ. <laughs> I had nice hair then. I, I miss my hair, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I used to spend an hour just on the hairspray and the gel, you know, just getting <laughs> <laughs> Is that how long you spent, Russ? <laughs> uh, no, not that long. Oh, God. Yeah. No hairspray, just the gel. Oh, God. That brings back great memories. Yeah, yeah. Abbas, right, you should be always the... on time now. Sorry, mate? You should, you should always be on time now. Less of the hairspray and gel. Oh, oh God. It takes me about three minutes to shave three that minutes, off. Yeah. <laughs> three minutes. Good stuff, man. Good stuff, bro. Good stuff. Yeah. All right, Abbas. Yeah. It's been a real pleasure speaking to you this morning which of course the show is going to come on on thursday thank um, you hope you would uh, listen to it as well share it with your fans yeah absolutely absolutely thank you so much for having me and uh, yeah wish you guys the best keep up the the good work it's great to uh for you guys to recognize uh, the the 70s the 80s and 90s or whatever uh, i think those players deserve their time i think that were the you know stalwarts of uh what's ahead, you know, and uh, yeah, look, I mean, it's, it's just great to be part of the game and there were yeah. some wonderful players in, in, in those eras and they, and they should be commended for that. One of them uh, just passed away last night, the late Gerd Muller. Um, Gerd Muller. Yeah. yeah, look, yeah, he was a little bit before my time, but I, I got to watch highlights of, wow, what an absolute, yeah, he was what they called the, the bomber or something, the bomber Yeah, they were. Uh, for his, Wow, if God, I looked at his record. I did not know his record was that good. Uh, it's incredible. He's got more goals than games for international and almost a goal a game in 700 appearances. So, oh my God, that's just amazing. You don't understand how amazing that is, how difficult that is. But he was, he was the number one striker for many years. And he won everything. He won everything. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, rest in peace, uh, Gerd Muller. Uh, uh, wonderful... Uh, uh, player, but uh, you know, from all sorts, he was a, he was a wonderful man too, and it's uh, he, he'll definitely be missed in the in the game. Yeah, so we've all shared this um, Gerd Muller compilation video on our Facebook page. It will be shared on our Twitter page as well soon. Good, good. And um, for those of you who want to know more about Abbas Saad's past, his um, career stories in uh, Johor and Singapore, I'll share the links with you on the episode that he did with our friends at the Bola Bola show. So we'll share it with you when we publish this uh, episode out. So thank you very much all. Kelvin, Abbas, thank you, Abbas. for joining thank us you, Abbas. and everyone listening in as well. I hope everyone Thanks, enjoyed man. themselves. Had a good time reminiscing as usual. And uh, <laughs> till we meet again, bye-bye. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Abbas.